Hi and hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Somerset Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler. Um, we are in Florida right now, so we are not in 101 Studio. So I have two guests, um, one repeat guest, one brand new guest. So I'll introduce our first guest that uh, comes on here, my boss. So I have to be always cognitive of what I say whenever he's in here because I know he listens and he goes, ah. So Lee Esplin, principal, lead principal of all of the Somersets. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a wild introduction. You know, um, I, I'm just just amazed that I'm here with somebody who um, is so strong that they were able to um, hold by themselves a, what was it, 12-inch alligator? That's going to actually be the cover for this episode. So everybody's actually going to be able to see this that's listening to the episode. They'll see all three of us holding that alligator. So I've been sending it around. I've already gotten uh, made fun of by a lot of the teachers that I sent it to. Are, are you going to use the new title? It's not Gator Boys anymore. It's Gator Men. Gator Men. That's it. That's what we had. Um, and then uh, we have a second guest, Gary McLean, who we would say jack of all trades does everything for Somerset. But how would you explain your title? So my official title is Director of Facilities Services for Academica. So I am over the facilities department, but I'm also assigned as the liaison to Somerset, which basically means I support the board, which are seven members, and then also all seven campuses and seven principals. Do you know that this trip, I found out that I thought you were the, I thought you were an attorney. <laughs> the entire time I've known you, just from the language, I really, I thought you were an attorney because you're so knowledgeable. And then um, like on one of the first days of school, you were helping me do work. And then I see you moving around, working on stuff outside. If something breaks, you go fix it. Like I see you do everything at the school. That's why I was like, the title should that, be just jack of all that trades. That should have been your first clue that he's not an attorney because an attorney wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Someone would be doing it for them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the attorney part probably comes from the HOA world because everything's laws with the HOAs. And then you also have students at the school. So how did that all happen? So I got married um, and at some point she said our kids are going to go to Somerset. So in North Las Vegas' second year, my wife put our kindergartner, um, Caleb McLean, in North Las Vegas. He was there for one year and they built SkyPoint and he's been there ever since. He has two younger sisters, one in eighth grade, one in fourth grade. Um, so we are a, very much a Somerset SkyPoint family. And so what what grade is Caleb in right now? Tenth. So he's in tenth grade. And so did you know any of his favorite classes, favorite teachers, like what he likes to do at school? Well, strength is obviously a passion of his um, to go along with cross country and track and field. Um, he also likes the health sciences class. He's in the CTE program. Um, I was going to try and say the teacher's name. I'm going to mess it up. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, we can we'll get all that stuff later. But the the, the unique thing, like I, I everybody I bring in here and we always talk about like stuff like you're our first actual parent. So we hope to get more parents coming on here so we can really like talk about the stuff. But um, obviously, like Shepard is the second strongest person at our school. So like that's pretty amazing that you have a teacher the that's like the strongest person yeah like when we do our what like you, you rank about? the strength like it's he's second place for the the strength and who's first well uh, me oh. i mean is that a is that a question I thought, like I it, thought was, it was coach olson <laughs> is that and, and then taylor singfield and singfield singfield's become a beast anybody who's at the school and sees singfield like he's been working out he's been going crazy we actually all three of us got to lift and that was where we came up with this podcast because while we were lifting and we were having these conversations i was like we should just be recording this and then mr espin was like we should actually do this while we lift and i thought that'd be funny people listening at home would be listening to us cracking out the weights <laughs> and then we have that so um on a different note, and then we'll get back to Gary and we'll talk about like our hard-hitting questions because there are some hard-hitting questions that will come up on the episode that you get some extreme 
disagreements going. But we were talking about this last week. We had the Leader in Me Symposium. We had guests from all over the country come to our school, actually more than we anticipated. So how, how did you feel like it went? I felt that it was really amazing. Our, our students are incredible leaders. And all of the people that I talked to at the symposium that visited our school and while they were visiting our school were just blown away at how amazing our students are and the, the leadership that um, they are able to exhibit um, both at elementary, middle, and high school. And then, so like, I, I, I was always impressed because the, the, the design of this like student-led, student-driven, um, like you've known about this for years. We kind of on our first podcast kind of went over your history of this, but when you were introduced to the leader in me and you took over your school, like how did that process go? <clears throat> so the previous schools where I was introduced to the leader in me and where I really got involved in it, and it had to do with the students were not engaged the students came from lower socioeconomic and they were more concerned about taking care of their siblings at night and things like that and they came to school because their parents sent them and it was incredibly hard to engage them even though we had incredible teachers and um, they were doing a great job at our school and we came across the leader me a good friend of mine ben day who was using it said read this book and as i read it i'm like this is our school my counselor happened to read it in the summer as well. I didn't know she did, and the two of us got together and were like, hey, I read this book. She said, I read this book, and it ended up being the same book. And, you know, we really, we started to have book studies. We started to talk about it, and we worked on rolling that out in our, our school. But the real, real impact that got kids excited about being leaders of their own learning was when we started to set goals. And we started with one class and that we had a coach go in there and work with the teacher to set individual goals. And those kids got so excited about their goals. Kind of reminded me about the excitement that you see when you go in Walton's classroom and that. Um, but those kids, they started to take their homework serious. They started completing their homework. They started turning it in. They started making sure that they were, you know, doing their classwork because they wanted to increase their scores because they had set goals and they got excited about reaching those goals and achieving something. So that, that to me was the key that helped turn our school around. We had been a two-star school for like three years, no matter what we had done, um, nothing seemed to change. But when we empowered kids to take responsibility for their learning, at the end of that year, when the scores came back, we had gone from two-star to a high four-star. And, that, and that's amazing. And I know you are modest, so you don't like to plug this, but around that time is when you got principal of the year, or did that happen later? Um, I believe that was the previous year or the year before that. I don't, I don't know, somewhere back. Look at how modest you are. I said, if I was Mr. Espelette, I'd be bragging about all this. I'd have accolades. I'd be wearing them around on championship belts. Uh, students listening on this know how I feel about the championship belt uh, process. Um, and so like uh, we came to Florida and, and I want to get back to Mr. Walton in a minute because I know your daughter's in his class. But um, talking about like we came to Florida, we got to visit these schools. And that's the thing that I noticed about every classroom that I went into, the amount of engagement, the kids enjoy it. And that's always what I've thought about. Like the it's a spark, right? Like if we are teaching these kids to become that spark, they become the flame and then they're learners for the rest of their life rather than a teacher that's just great that teaches them but is talking it's like this is all led by students and that level of engagement and go back to mr walton like that's been amazing but before that what was your favorite part about this trip so far to florida like did you have a moment 
Um, well, just one real quick thing. When we went into those classrooms, the thing you observed and the thing you noticed was that the teacher was facilitating the learning. The kids were the ones engaged in having discussions with each other. And the teacher had, through trust, given them and allowed them to own their learning and become the facilitator of it. That's the key. A teacher has to let go, has to trust the kids are going to do it, has to set it up correctly. But becoming a facilitator allows kids to really take over their learning. Um, what was my most exciting part of the, the trip? Well, besides seeing kids learning, um, I know when we were at Bernie's campus, um, seeing those kids that were so engaged and so excited in, uh, um, I can't think of the name of what they call that. Was it the theater class or? The yeah, but they call it um, something that the kids get into. The conservatory? Conservatory. Conservatory, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> the conservatory. I mean, those kids and that dance class that we got to watch perform. It actually, in all honesty, um, I felt that our dance kids were ever bit as good as they were. Um, and these are the, the kids who apply to get into there. Um, and one day it would be awesome to have a conservatory at Sky Point. That was, that was a great opportunity. I, probably one of the most stunning opportunities for me was um, Mr. Fogler um, was directing us to get back to the hotel and we were tired. We'd already done like 25,000 steps. And the next thing I know, we're in this community and it <laughs> looks like a dead end. <laughs> And I thought we had to walk out and go all the way around this community. <laughs> yeah, my, that was one of my favorite parts of the trip because I, I see like certain moments when I see like the disappointment on your face when dealing with me. And that was one of those moments where I saw it in his eyes. Like, I was like, I sure hope that we can get through this community because if not, I might not be coming back to Vegas. Um, so Gary, as far as for you, um, what was like, was there a moment that you really had or a fun part or... Well, so my objective of coming down here is making sure that the people that came from Vegas experience it. Take, take it all in and steal what you can, share what you feel like you can improve, help them improve with. And I felt like we got a lot of good engagement that way. There was tons of people taking notes, um, notepads full. It's just good to see because you don't want it to be a wasted trip. Um, coming down here is, is a rare opportunity, um, but bringing the coaches down and, and hoping that they grab something that they can go improve their school with back in Las Vegas is what it's all about and i saw a lot of that yeah and and for me um talking about the conservatory i know that that's always been your goal and like i i like when we come to like the extra activities i'm always been a sports guy because i coach basketball i coach football i love sports um and then i got to see these students and i and i sit there and this student is drawing an apple i still remember it because they were drawing the apple. i just sat down and i started talking to him and he was just talking about the process of getting in how excited he was how he owns everything he knew his gpa i mean he knew every single thing about his own academics and i'm like without a teacher going over there this kid is passionate about their own growth and like that's where i, I just go and i look at it and i said right afterwards i was like i'm bought in i'm out of the sports i'm all about these electives and and that's the the whole process um the i can't leave this without saying florida we got to to see alligators in the water and then we got a picture that we're holding them that is going to be a moment in my life where I'll never forget. So like that is YouTube to thank you guys so much. Like everybody that came on this trip from all the other campuses, like that is a true moment. Like we talk about team building. Most of the time you just go to the beach, you'd go to the mall, you'd have something, but like seeing that, like I've never experienced anything like that. Like going out there, like just seeing the animals in the wild and seeing that stuff. So thank you guys both. And that, I think I can say that for everybody that
that's in that van. Everybody was uh, thrilled that we got the opportunity to do that. Um, so the the other thing that we have to talk about, like um, on our trip back and, and everything else, is we have to do some of these hard hitting questions. So I don't know how familiar you are with the hard hitting questions, but I'm going to ask some questions and then you can plug in on this one as well because you've already kind of been asked these. But if we put all of the action heroes, you watch action movies, Mr. McClane, you have to like John McClane. You know the oh you oh you know the rules okay because yeah. that always sets off everybody they speak superheroes and that is the incorrect information so we put all these action heroes in there who do you have is it John McClane because I mean that's the same oh, last name well you had to say that but um, I'm a big Jason Bourne fan like uh, yeah so Jason it, Bourne. there Jason Bourne versus what was the other there there was another actor in the Bourne series that took over oh in the third movie in the third movie it's jeremy renner i think right yeah the and, guy got renner by the snow machine yeah <laughs> so but we're not acting not the actor the character so they could recast and put it in there you still take jason Bourne over all of them yeah i mean that's the incorrect answer no because the correct answer <laughs> was he really is say michael scott no 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 no, no. the <laughs> office will come up later the correct <laughs> answer is mahomes because i mean he's gonna single-handedly Take his team to the Super Bowl and win on one foot. I thought it was fictional character. One leg. It is. It is fictional. Okay. Yeah. That's the, the reason. He, the, the reason. The Eagles are fictional. Just ask. Oh. So we have to no. put this in there. People listening at home are going to be confused by Mr. Esplin. So a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to make a bet with Shepard so that he would shave his head. Um, and it was me who I was going to risk my hair first, his head. And he would refuse to do that. And then Mr. Esplin agreed that if the Eagles don't. If the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl, that he would like have to bleach blonde his hair. But the verses of that, if they do win, then Mr. Esplin would have to bleach his hair. And I was so excited because at first I really thought that Shepard was going to be mad about this. But then we were watching this on TV and he saw somebody with bleach blonde hair. He's like, I would look pretty good like that, which is another reason I liked him because of his vanity. But then I was like, now my focus is I am a diehard Eagles fan now just because I want to see that. I want to see the goatee. I want to see the hair bleach blonde. So, well, I, I want to see him bleach his hair and all of it fall out. <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> so. That he won't be at school to miss the rest of the school year. So, uh, so going back to just Mr. Walton really quick, because um, I, your daughter, she's an eighth grader um, at the school. She's in his fourth period class, which is the one I go into all the time. So um, th- does she talk about like how exciting the eighth grade year has been? Does she talk about any of that stuff? Um, she's so independent and she just comes home and does her work. But I, after speaking with Lee about this class, uh, I went home and talked to her about it. And I was like, is that a class you enjoy? And um, she was like, yeah, it's, I think she said it was her favorite class. She enjoys it very much. I think uh, the interaction is different than other classes. And you have the, you know, the teacher doing things that help build a relationship with the teacher and they respect the teacher in doing that. Um, so no, I, she enjoys that class very much. Yeah, we go back to that uh, facilitating learning. I, I thought you were gonna point out that she enjoyed the class so much because she's experienced multiple times where student have, students have beaten Mr. Fogler at some competition. They they have like so they beat me in the vocabulary which um, I, I was in that class. Um, I, yeah, the, there's the vocabulary champion of the whole entire school is in that. So she has a belt in the front of the classroom and it just sits there. And every time I walk in, I have to look at that championship belt and it's hers. So I just sit there and think about it. I'm like, oh, I cannot believe I lost. But then we did another competition where they had to make a national anthem. So I made a video and then these other students went and performed and I couldn't believe how good <laughs> their performance was. I mean, it 17 years of doing this project and then seeing the kids this year. I think they might be better than any of even my high school students that did it. I mean, she did a vanilla ice rap to human rights in her country, mm-hmm. and she didn't have a script. 
she performed it and then at the very end they because their country was their export is rice so they threw rice treats at the kids and i mean the whole classroom just went insane i mean i have this video i keep showing you i showed a lot of people here in florida because like that's my passion is like to get the students to do these activities at home because she didn't do that for a grade she did that because she wanted to win and like every it was no question that she won the competition and they even have the students vote and she won and i didn't even get a single vote so i didn't just lose to her i ended up losing to every Nervous. single group that did this <laughs> and then other kids that usually wouldn't participate want to do it just so that they can show me up as well which it makes it really exciting all right another hard-hitting question best tv show of all time I already know the rules. That's, it's not a rule. You can pick any. You don't have to go with Michael Scott. So you can have, go with any TV show you have want. Have I watched The Office entirely three to four times? Yes, all the way through. Which makes you a good, productive human being. Well, That's amazing. I but I won't, I, won't, I won't tell you how he got into it. He shared that, but we won't share that on the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to agree 100%. That um, that's what it takes to get somebody enticed into watching The Office. And then once they get it, because I've watched The Office with my kids. They've watched it hundreds of times. They quote it. I I haven't. I mean, it, it's a good show, but I still haven't. It's the best. With it. Favorite episode. Oh, that is even better. I don't think we've ever talked about this. So um, I, I'd probably have to go for me personally. Like I like the first season in the bat. I don't know what the episode specifically called, but the basketball episode. But the one I think is the most popular that I've watched the most was the breakup or the when they were married and they had them all over to the house. I don't know what that's called, but Jan, remember when they were married and Jan comes over to the house and they're like having this fight and it's like watching a train crash because he's like talking about his condo and talking about things. Are you familiar with that episode? When they go in the restroom? No. At the, at the fancy house? When they're at their condo, oh, it's him and Jan, they're married. They invite, they finally have everybody over at the house and they're going to make it and like their door's broken. It's just like a whole list of problems that he has and then she like like they tv's the like the miniature tv i just think that that's like a unique episode but basketball what about you what's your favorite one so gosh you came up with the question you didn't have your answer well because i know what cheryl's answer is okay what's cheryl this is cheryl's your wife cheryl's my wife works over elementary uh jack of all trades over there i would say but the the bacon when he clamps, he stuck on the George Foreman. Oh, the George Foreman yeah. grill episode. That is a classic. I watch that, that one all the time. But, uh, that might be my wife's favorite, too, because she always uses that. She's like, what's worse, a, a foot injury or a brain injury? <laughs> like, a brain injury. Yeah, wait a minute. You didn't hear the whole thing. <laughs> so for you, what episode do you watch the most? Um, I think about the one where they go out and he's trying to pick his replacement by having them compete on the beach. When he thinks he's going to yeah, get Yeah, and he's going to get the up job, and he has everybody out there, and he's trying yeah. to pick his replacement. And Pam confesses that she misses being Jim's friend. Oh, that is that is nice. It's a romantic side of me. So <laughs> Nelson and I – Nelson, do you remember the episode where they kind of – like Michael Scott gets lost in the woods, and he has to like survive, and he like rips off his pants? When we were at Shadow Ridge, we made a spoof of that for the announcements, and we go outside, and we're like walk out in the desert, and we start filming this, and the whole time we're like, we're lost, we're lost, and then we make the camera view so you can see Shadow Ridge in the background, <laughs> but it was like a spoof, and it was silly, but like it, it just to me, like the office is like such a timepiece of what it would be like to work in a building because anybody working in the building sees those characters. I mean, there's always that person that likes the cats. There's always that person that's kind of seen as lazy. There's always that, you know managers that i don't know but i would i would think a lot of the ways that he treated people like family going back to this is like a lot of the way i feel at somerset 
that's like been the theme this whole trip to me in Florida has been that every school we go to, they feel like a family, like people actually care. It's not just a job, but like the people that you work with actually care about you as a human being. I, I say this to the, some of the people out here that don't know that my, my dad passed away um, in December and I've never missed, I don't miss work. I just always show up to work. And then at the administration team, like makes me leave. They're there. Like in a way that like for my wife was saying like that, they really do care about you as a human. They're not about, they want you to be successful. And then you as a mentor, I don't want to say too much, but like, you know how I feel about you as a mentor and how much you've helped me grow as a human being. So it's important for that before we get off this episode, because we are at the 20 minute mark. I I like to finish like with advice. Like if you were going to give somebody advice and you were talking to somebody it could be an elementary a middle or a high school student listening to this what what would advice like one thing they could take away that you would give them for the future relationships are everything you focus on relationships and you can get results and then when something goes wrong between two people the strength of the relationship will carry you through it so the petty stuff won't tear it apart that's great advice i think even for teachers for me like is anybody like it's a relationships are how business deals are made how i mean really big money could be made it's just relationships are everything i 100 percent concur with that do you do you have another one of your advice Um, i agree with gary how important that one is the one thing i would add to that which is a little different is you get out of things what you put into them so if you want to have a great high school experience middle school experience elementary experience you're going to get out of it what you put into it so if you just show up and don't put anything into it don't expect to get a lot out of it and that's whether you're in school, whether you're on a sports team, whether you're in a marriage or life, whatever, you're going to get out of it what you're willing to put into it. I think that's a great way to finish this episode. So this is going to be posted. We'll be back next week. I've been so excited. Thank you guys for bringing me to Florida. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week.